0: Story six of the strength of gideon and other stories by paul lawrence dunbar this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the case of Kyline a kitchen monologue the man of the house is about to go into the dining-room when he hears voices that tell him that his wife has gone down to give the hired help a threatened going over he quietly withdraws closes the door noiselessly behind him and listens from a safe point of vantage one voice is timid and hesitating that's his wife the other is fearlessly raised that is her majesty the queen who rules the kitchen and from it the rest of the house this is what he overhears well miss martin it do seem like you just bent and bound to be a finin fault wid me when de lud knows i's doin de very best i kin what about de breakfast de steak too done and de taters ain't done enough now miss martin i just want to show you how i cooked that steak and dem taters de same length o time seems to me dey ought to be done de same dat is a thick steak an i just got it brown through nice what mode you want you didn't want it fried at all now miss martin claw to goodness who ever hear de beat o dat don't you know dat fried meat is de best kin in de world why de last family dat i lived wid dat is old Judge johnson he said dat i beat anybody fryin he ever seen said i fried everything in sight and he said my fried food stayed with him longer than anything he ever ate even when he paid me off he said it was cause he thought somebody else ought to have de benefit of my wonderful powers ah oh, ma'am i used to be de best de judge paid me de highest kin of compliments de last thing he say to me was "Caline, Caline," he say yo cookin is a paradox it is criminal They ain't no sputin dat but it ain't actionable 'Cause I didn't understand his language, but I knowed it was compliments. Case his wife, Miss Judge Johnson, got right jealous and told him to shut his mouth. There you goes. Now who'd a thought that a lady of your raisin and understandin would a brung dat up? De morning you come and catch me sittin down at breakfast not ready, I was a steadyin. It's a mighty hand to steady, Miss martin Deed I steadies most all de time but dat monin I got steadyin', an af a while I sot down an all my troubles come to my mind. I sure has a heap o' trouble. I just sot there a steadyin' about em, an a steadyin' tell time by here you comes. No, ma'am, I wasn't asleep. I's was mighty apt to nod when I's a-thinkin'. It's a-kind o' of keepin' time to my idees. But, bless your soul, I wasn't asleep. I shuts my eyes so to see to think better. And after all, mister Martin wasn't mowin' half a hour late dat mornin' nohow case when I get up I show flew. If you just members about my steadyin', we ain't never goin' to have no trouble longs as I stays here. You say dat one night I stayed out till one o'clock. We, oui, oh yes, dat is Thursday night. Well voilà. Miss Martin, dat's de night my society meets, de half American sons and daughters of Judah. We had to initiate a new candidate that night, and la I wish you'd a been there you'd a killed yourself a laughin'. You never did see sich carryings on in all your bone days. It was powerful funny. Brothy e from Davis, he's a most worshipful rabbi. He says it is the most successful initiation we ever had. Dat de candidate pawed aground like a hoss and tried to get out in de winder but I got to be mighty careful how I talk. I don't know if you long to any secret societies or not. I wouldn't been so late even for that, but Mr. Hyam Smith, he gallanted me home, and you know a lady bound to stay at the gate and talk to her company a little while. You know how it is, Miss Martin. I've been entertaining my company in the parlor. course I has. You wasn't using it. "'What well, you s'pose my friends'd think if I asked them in de kitchen "'when dey wasn't no one in de front room? "'Course I asked them in de parlor. "'I don't want my friends to think I's a workin' for no low-down people. "'Why, Miss Liza Harris sat down and played most splendid on your piano, "'and she complimented you most high. Suppose I'd tuck her in de kitchen where de compliments come in?' "'Yes, am yes, am I does take home little things now and then, dat I does, and I ain't goin' to nigh it. I just says to myself, I ain't workin for no strainers like de people next do. What goes into tantrums if de lady what cooks for em, takes home a little bit o' sugar? I lous to myself I ain't workin for no such folks. So sometimes I takes home just a weechy bit o' somethin' that nobody couldn't want nohow an and I knows you ain't goin' to object to dat "'You do-ject? You do-ject? Huh? "'I's got to come and ask you, has I? Looky here, Miss Martin. "'I know I has to work in your kitchen. "'I know I has to cook for you. "'But I want you to know that even if I does, I's a lady. "'I's a lady, but I see you don't know "'how to appreciate a lady when you meets one. "'You can just light in and get your own dinner. "'I wouldn't work for you if you was made a goal.' I never did like to work for strainers nohow. No, ma'am, I can't even stay and get de dinner. I know when I been insulted. Seems like if I stay in here another minute, I'll bile all over dis kitchen. Who excited? Me excited? No, I ain't excited. I's mad. I don't like nobody pesterin' round my kitchen nohow. Uh huh, honey. Too many places in this town waitin' for Caline Mason. "'No, indeed. You needn't apologize to me. Needn't apologize to me. I believe in people just saying what they mean I does. "'Would I stay, if you crease my wages? "'Well, I reckon I could. But I—but I don't want no foolishness.' "'Huh. Did she think she was going to come down here and scare me? "'Uh-uh. Where's that frying pan?' the man of the house hears the rustle of his wife's skirts as she beats a retreat and he goes upstairs and into the library whistling see the conquering hero comes End of story six